The Lord spoke to me and told me some things. He said, you'll begin to write with a new anointing. And through the music and through the singing as you minister forth, my anointing will flow out from you. Those who believe that and receive that anointing will be healed in their body. Financial need will be met. Harmony will come to the home. The yoke of bondage will be broken because it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. I'm David Engels, and this is the Hour of Anointing.
Just name a sickness. Or name any problem. At the mention of that name, they bow, they fall. The name of Jesus is higher than the ball. The name of Jesus is higher. Hello, this is David Engels. You're listening to the Hour of Anointing, and we're going to be talking today about the name of Jesus. You know, the name of Jesus is higher than all names, and that wonderful name belongs to every believer. If you're a believer, then the name of Jesus belongs to you. We were singing a song, that beautiful song that says, Jesus, 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 never have I heard a name that thrills my soul like thine. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, what wondrous grace that links that lovely name with mine. Can you think of that? Oh, what wondrous grace that links that lovely name with mine. The name of Jesus belongs to you as a believer. You have the privilege and right to use that name, uh, to go to the Father in that name, to, to call out or, or cast out devils in that name, to speak with new tongues in that name, to live in that name. But, you know, it's great to know, and we must know the power and know our authority uh, to use that name and to know the authority that's in Jesus' name so we can actually exercise it. You know, every believer has the right to use the name of Jesus, the privilege to use that name, and we need that name in these days and this time, to use that name and to and to walk forward and live out the victory that's already ours, that's a part of our inheritance, our glorious inheritance. You know, Strong's Concordance brings out the meaning of a, a, a Greek word, the Greek word ask, in John 14, or verses 13 and 14. Let me read that first of all. Uh, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, the concordance, strong concordance, brings out that the meaning of the Greek word ask here implies a demand of something. Uh, the you know the those in the early church used healing as a means of advertising the gospel as well as a means of blessing and helping people. Jesus told the disciples, "If ye shall ask or demand anything in my name, I will do it." And Jesus was not talking about necessarily a prayer here. He was talking about using his name as a command of faith for the basis of authority. And you know we have authority in that name. We're going to come out of uh, Colossians 2 right now and just kind of uh, give us some good information that will cause us to know who we are in him and what we have going for us to use that name. Verse 10, and we're out of the Amplified. And you are in him, made full, and have come to fullness of life in Christ. You too are filled with the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and reach full spiritual stature. And he is the head of all rule and authority of every angelic principality and power. So see, Jesus is the head of all rule and authority. 
In him also you, we were circumcised with a circumcision not made with hands, but in a spiritual circumcision performed by Christ by stripping off the body of the flesh, the whole corrupt carnal nature with its passions and lusts. Thus you were circumcised when you were buried with him in your baptism in which you were also raised with him to a new life through your faith in the working of God as displayed when he raised him up from the dead. And you who were dead in trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, your sensuality, your sinful carnal nature, God brought to life together with Christ, having freely forgiven us all our transgressions. See, we're forgiven of all. Having canceled and blotted out and wiped away the handwriting of the note or bond with its legal decrees and demands, we could say the law, which was in force and stood against us, hostile to us. This note with its regulations, decrees, and demands, he set aside and cleared completely out of our way by nailing it to his cross. Now here's verse 15. This is a tremendous verse. God disarmed the principalities and powers ranged against us and made a bold display and public example of them triumphing in triumphing over them in him that is in Christ and in it the cross. Now I'm going to go to uh, the King James Version. You'll be familiar with this. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. And then I'm going to go to the uh, Arthur S. Wade translation. I really like this. He stripped away from himself all trammels of principalities and powers. He paraded them unsparingly as he hauled them in the triumph of the cross. Now that H-A-L-E-D is hauled, and that means as you would haul someone into court. In other words, they didn't want to go, but they were hauled in. And this is what Jesus did. When Jesus became sin for us on the cross, and he died, he went into hell, and the Spirit of God quickened him right in the pit of hell, and he stripped away from himself all trammels. Now, trammels means like a holding net that would be hold him enveloped. He stripped away from himself all trammels of principalities and powers. He threw them off. He paraded them unsparingly. That means that he did just have one go up the street once. He went up the street and back and back again and back again and back again, dragging, as it were, principalities and powers because he had triumphed over them in what he had done for us at the cross. He paraded them unsparingly, the writer says, as he hauled them in the triumph of the cross. And so that's why that we use the name Jesus, and when we do, that, that the enemy, principalities and powers, they must back off and must turn loose immediately when they've tried to come against us. Uh, the Bible says that the enemy, Satan, he comes but for to steal, or the thief, comes but for to steal, to kill and to destroy. But Jesus says, I am come that they might have life and they might have it more abundantly. And that abundant life is going to be also included as we use and be enhanced as we use the name of Jesus. Philippians 2 verses 9 and 11, 9 through 11. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow things in heaven, or we could say beings in heaven and beings on the earth and beings under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father.
I'm David Ingalls, and you've been listening to The Hour of Anointing. Today's offer is my book, Praying Your Family into God's Family. You know, after I received Christ, my first concern was that my family be saved. In this book, I share truths from Scripture that will give you joy and confidence to break the power of darkness over your family and others. Stay tuned for ordering information. To order today's offer and additional David Ingalls products, including music CDs and downloads, soundtracks and songbooks, call us toll-free at 1-877-34-RADIO or visit us online at diministries.org. And while you're there, check out audio archives of past programs, including today's broadcast. Our mailing address is David Ingalls Ministries, P.O. Box 1924, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74101. When writing, please include an offering for Radio Time along with the call letters of this station. Tune in weekdays at the same time for the Hour of Anointing with David Ingalls. Stop.